Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Breland Lawler, who will be sitting in for Matt Watson. Welcome back, Breland. Thank you. It's good to be back. Oh, it's been a while, huh? It has. Too long. I know. I know. I know. So, you know, I'm. are you surprised at the way I'm dressed today? I am. Because <laughs> every audio show needs to ha- it always start with pointing out what we're wearing. Yeah, but, so everybody can see it. Yeah, but we got, in, we got into character today. Um feeling a, a, the ocean and the beach vibe. Mm. And I think that that's fitting. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce Brendan O'Shaughnessy from Ocean and Sea, who is the owner and founder of the company. What's up, dude? Not much. Just hanging out. Just hanging loose, yeah. right? Hanging we're going to be like a lot of unnecessary <laughs> beach surfing Aloha. or whatever. So we're sitting here and, you know, for those of you that haven't checked out our new YouTube channel, you can, and you can see how amazingly I'm dressed today. Yeah. I had, I broke this Even out. though you had to find it right before i did but i remembered i had hawaiian clothes because the royals keep sending me free stuff so why not so brendan um welcome thank you so much for having me it's really an honor to be here i appreciate you coming so why are we all wearing hawaiian stuff today like or when i say hawaiian like why are we all dressed up like we're at the beach with the ocean yeah i, I think great minds think alike is that what it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I, then I, I might not be a great mind because no, I literally put this <laughs> on like 10 seconds before, but, um, but thank you. <laughs> so one of the things, what we're going to be talking about today is, is branding. And that's something that you, your company, um, has a history with. It's something we've talked about a lot. The reason I brought Breland in is, well, one, um, she is, one of our show's producers. Thanks for that, by the way. You're welcome. What's it like having to put up with me and Matt? Um, I played the fifth. Yeah, I was going to say, I was about to make a beeping <laughs> Wait, you noise. you tell me I could say whatever I wanted, right? I like to tell people we don't edit this show, but we were about to. But... Playing it safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your company, which is Ocean and Sea, and uh, I've been doing this a little more. We would like your experience with Startup Hustle to be a little more interactive. So if you happen to be around, go to Ocean. That's o, just like you spell Ocean, the word and, A-N-D-S-E-A.com. So you can check out what they do while we talk about it. But tell us a little more about what your company does. Absolutely. So yeah, Ocean and Sea at the Heart is a design and branding studio. Although we've evolved uh, from basically being a product line into kind of this new season and strategy shift Mm -hmm. of focusing on client-related services. So logos, branding, websites, uh, printed collateral, you name it. If it's branded, we do it. Right. And he brought a whole bunch of stuff. That's like why, like I said, we're kind of engaging the vibe and um, we'll put pictures of that on our Instagram. It um, won't by the time the show comes out, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's at startup hustle podcast yep. on the gram. And oh, you can also right. go to at ocean and see and see some other stuff. But I mean, so when we talk about branding and you've built a business around this, what are some of the like most basic fundamental things that we have to establish as a brand? I think honestly, a lot of times people just jump straight to the visualization of a brand, but really the strategy is as important, if not more important before you even get to the creative. And so that's what we really try to do when we're evaluating a company that we're branding is to actually make- making a plan before we do yeah, so. Exactly. No way. <laughs> yeah. 
So sounds foreign. Just jump in. I know <laughs> it's and it's really it's not unlike Cannonball. this, right? In that you're interviewing someone, you're trying to get to the heart of like why did you start this company? What makes it great? And how can I help excel that? Right. So mm-hmm. trying to determine what the story is and the, what the vision for the brand is. I Absolutely. think that this is a tricky thing. I think a lot of people are they start a business uh, built, largely built around something they're passionate about or a problem that they're passionate mm-hmm. about solving. And then you get into it. So they're good at that. They're good at like, I don't know, pick it. And, but then you get into the creative things, the marketing things and the sales side of stuff. And now you're dealing with a completely different animal. So I'm assuming that that's what you're going to help your clients with. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really about championing that like uh, logo. I mean, at the heart of a brand, a logo is kind of the most central part of that brand. However, there's so much more to it. That's like I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, uh, you know, if you talk to me, all right. So in the past, I've had different businesses and done a lot of stuff, and people come in and you know we'll talk to a creative service or marketing thing, and the very first thing we need to redo your logo. Like if that's the first thing you say to me. I'm not impressed. No, nope. I'm just not. Cause like, I mean, realistically, if, if my business offers enough value and a great enough service and there's enough benefits, who gives a shit what my logo looks exactly. like. But at the same time though, when you want to, when you're brand new though, and, and that's another thing too, when you're brand new, your, your logo literally and your brand identity, well, there's no such thing because you Which, don't have one yet. By the way, I like your logo. I'm the startup <laughs> hustle. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> there was some thought and consideration put into choosing that. Yeah, and and like it's round for a reason. And mm-hmm. like as someone who often places our logo on things, I do appreciate its the roundness. Round, yes. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of the things that it fits into are exactly round. Yep. And then it's a pain in the ass when they're square. It's more versatile. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's a little bit more. But, you and- know, some of the things. So when you first start with branding and your logo, like what are some of the things that you're going to look for or like point out? Well, it, I think that varies uh, by project because a lot of times uh, a type of client or product that we're maybe branding is going to inherently inform the stylization of that logo. Sure. So it again, that kind of just goes back to kind of knowing your market, knowing the demographic, and then looking at tons of reference before we even put a pencil to paper and what is currently working? How can we innovate? Is this a space that's saturated? Is it, um, you know, opportunity um, laden or, you know, anything in between? So mm-hmm. a lot of it's market research and just looking at what's out there. So what are some of the things that are, are no-nos on a logo? Because I've got a couple for sure. There's a lot of basic things that amount to big things. Uh, I think we should start there because I <laughs> yeah. think a lot of people don't understand that. One of the biggest thing is kerning. So those spa- the kerning spacing between letters. Oh. And gonna- so and learning, <laughs> learning stuff. I know. Kerning is one of those. Is that with where- a K or a C? K. K. Okay. Yeah. E-R? K-E-R-N. How right? else would it be spelled? You? Kerning. Kerning. Uh, you're right. Yeah. Thank oh, yeah, you. Sorry. But it, if Never you, you, say if that. you <laughs> mess that up, it's, it's going to just stick out like a sore thumb. So yep. those small details is mm-hmm. really kind of the things that I feel like I excel in. And that it's more like a craft than just like throw something on a wall and see what sticks. It's really fine tuning these details to and, the utmost. And some of that stuff can be really important, like you said. So, and I talk about this a little in in my book, Million Dollar Bedroom. 
talking about like selecting a domain name and different mm -hmm. things. And sometimes people name their businesses and they don't ever, and when they name them, they don't take the time to push all the words together. And I use the example compass, like a compass, like you were looking at wholesalers mm -hmm. actually says asshole in the middle of it. Oh. If you push it all together. So compass and then wholesalers and like that was kind of a, a, a PG 13, but you see my point, <laughs> like that, wa that wasn't a real example. Like that wasn't, I didn't really see that in life, but you see these things that go viral. They're like, <laughs> look at these signs that are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Check out board Panda for, you know, the top 100 mm -hmm. word slogans of all time. Well, there you go. And that's an example, board but people Panda. don't think about that. So then there's also things too, like with your logo, um, it's invariably going to end up on print things. It's going to end up on your website. So as someone who has built a lot of websites and a lot of different products, I hate it when logos are like unnecessarily tall. Absolutely. And like, like, or have two versions because you want like the modern banner on mobile or websites is, is not tall. It's long, it's horizontal. So you're not really like, you're going to drive your web designers crazy True. trying to get it to fit, fit in certain mm -hmm. spots. And yeah. if you're not, giving that foresight before you design, then you're already kind of failing in some ways because you have to have that full picture yeah. perspective before, again, you even start. And some things too, you talk about kerning <laughs> and now that I know what that means, but it matters too. Cause um, I think what you're looking for and some of that with the spacing is you can inadvertently create like weird little optical illusions yeah. with the spacing that like, and I've done it, like I've literally sat there and like looked at, at monitors and gone, Okay, is this is this me? Exactly, and I would say the best because uh, it'll throw off the whole page. Like it just oh, yeah. creates like they just look crooked or like just and, and tilted. That's, that's what's hard about creativity is that you can't necessarily sometimes put words to what you're feeling or seeing. Right. But then when you see it correct, you're like, oh, now I know is. that's wrong. Yeah. Yep. And I, I would say the best example of like an optical illusion done correctly it would be the FedEx logo. You have the arrow yeah. and, um, right near the X, and it's a hidden iconography detail of that logo and it makes it brilliant i think that some of the things too when you're thinking about your logo and everyone's like well i want to build my brand in the beginning you don't have a brand you're just you're you're, you're nothing right. like so you have to when you design your logo or your or your branding you need to maybe go a little further it's a luxury item later when you get to take your tagline off or some other stuff. Do you agree with that? I agree. And I also would like add the complexity of that. Your brand is the way you talk on social. It's your color palette. It's the typography yeah. you use mm -hmm. on your letterhead. It's your logo. We've talked it's a lot about that. Icons. Yeah. It's everything. And photography is a massive part of branding. Right. So there's a hundred different components of this like, brand and and i want you to consider with your brand some of the things that you do you may lock yourself into later like for example gold wearing gold shoes <laughs> right like um and i finally have just started posting some pictures of that but i so in 20 at the i don't know 2016 or something i started wearing gold sneakers i love it and i mean it would there was intent behind it i said you know what i'll let this be my kind of like my trademark and we'll have some fun with it but now i'm like legitimately locked in and buying like, gold money guns and well yeah i mean it's but the, gold, the, the funny thing is is and i and sometimes i pay attention to it and sometimes i don't but like when i i when i go to events and do things um you know i uh i if i'm not wearing gold shoes like people come up to me and and they'll They're be like, like they'll be like what are we chopped on? liver yeah like we don't you're not even gonna wear some gold sneakers or and, and you know i mean 
I just I love the idea, but I also can sympathize with just getting locked in and well, you like, get, oh you... crap, how many gold shoes can I get? Well, I have uh, that. <laughs> I've <lot>. tested that. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot. I probably have like forty pairs, so we'll be all right. Um, I'm but... Back to that point though of continuity for user experience, you know, it's huge. It's like can they see you anywhere and recognize it? I think Johnny was actually a good point. He's he was in LA and saw this, and it was like continuity for his experience it was the exact same ocean and sea experience there as he's seeing here that he sees on your instagram that he sees on your website and it's recognizable and it's jarring for Mm -hmm. a customer to have like a different experience if they go to your facebook versus your website Mm -hmm. versus another channel maybe in person you got to have that continuity in order to brand brand is consistency that's why we preach that as designers it's not because we're being annoying or trying to make the client's life more difficult it's it actually works. Yeah. It's difficult. I mean, it's just straight as like any, I think all the creative stuff is difficult. So you look at certain things that, that host design contests, they charge more money for a logo than they might charge for a whole website. And the reason is, is because people are notoriously a huge pain in the ass when it comes to logos. Logos are really tricky. Yeah. And then add a, a board on top of that or a council that a few you might people have to who are giving to. Yeah. 100 people of approval is a lot harder than one. Yeah. So, oh, man, that sounds terrible. It does, actually. <laughs> so we were looking at the Startup Hustle logo and, like, you know, we, we were just talking about its shape. But, I mean, there's parts of it that, like, for example, there's an S and an H that are shaped into a dollar sign in the middle and it's wearing headphones. Yeah. I also I mean, thought it looked like a microphone, too. I can a see that. Bit. I like one that. of these kinds of microphones? No, oh, maybe. No? No. Mm. I can see it. Look like I, it if me. I squint. <laughs> yeah. Close one eye. But, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, the funny. interesting thing is, is with the brand, though, it's like it's the logo we made for that. It, it stands out. It sticks mm-hmm. out. It's easy for us to place it on other things. Like, we get a lot of comments on social media or in person about the thumbnails that we build. And the logo it makes that either really easy or really hard. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So moving on here. All right. So we got some basics now in regards to ocean and sea, you guys are a little different because you have a store. We do here in Kansas city. And where is that? It's on, uh, it's inside the made in KC marketplace on the plaza right across from uh, shake uh, shack. Okay. And, uh, there's like Buca de Beco right next door. They just open. It's basically a mixed use concept where you can get coffee, you can get lunch, beer, cocktails, and then also shop for ceramics, clothing, anything. And also buy stuff from Ocean and Sea after you get a nice buzz. Why would you leave? Yeah. (laughs) And for us, especially with our emphasis being on design right now, this is a perfect opportunity where we can partner with a local Kansas City company that's excelling in retail experiences. You were talking about Made in KC? Made in KC. Sure. Mm-hmm. So they've been one of our strategic partners from day one, and they've really got us out there since really the explosion of Kansas City Pride, probably around 2013 up to like 2015 with the Royals uh, winning the World Series. And that was a big catalyst for this excitement, and they capitalized on that. And luckily, we were at the right time, at the right place, and I've gotten to know them. And so they get to do what they do best, which is retail experience, and then I can focus on the design. So it's a perfect relationship. Okay, and so you brought some stuff in today, just different things. I mean, um, and, not, and not to downgrade any of them. I mean, they're, they're tchotchke kind of items, which is Absolutely. good. I mean, that's fine. So I can see, like, you know, there's like a, there's one that's a heart. It's got Casey in the middle and has LA on one side, New York on the other. 
I mean, openly identifying our love for being in the middle. Yeah. I mean, we are in the middle. We are like, in the smack dab let's in the middle. Be, let's be, we're, I've always tried to be really realistic about what Kansas City is. And we're flyover country or are mm-hmm. you driving through? Yep. Absolutely. I mean, it is what it is. So, and there's, there's just a lot of that, that creates opportunities. And that's why I think as like an entrepreneur myself, I think I thrive so much in Kansas city is because there's that cultivation of entrepreneurship at every turn, uh, including you guys. And it's just, there's so much excitement on more of that ground level gives you more opportunity to be the best at something. And also like get to know it's not as diff. I think it's not as difficult to, get to know and understand the other people in the entrepreneur or the startup community um, in a place in a market like Kansas city than it is like New York or LA. Like first off, obviously you've got the overall volume of people. I mean, there's a couple million people in our metro area as opposed to 12 million. It's like a neighborhood in New York. Yeah. And then another thing too, is like in like New York or LA or any of these cities, I mean, it's a task to get from one side to the other. So mm-hmm. like here we can have networking and different types of events and have them be in a somewhat central location. It's easy to draw a reasonable amount of people where, Oh man, if I'm in New York, I'm like, Oh wow. It's going to take me a while to get there. I'm not sure if I want to do that. Now you might have enough people in your local borough or whatever you want to call it to do it. But I mean, you out in LA, I mean, I used to go out there for work a lot and it's excruciating. I can't even imagine what it's like um, now. It's overwhelming sometimes where you're just like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Okay. So now back to ocean and sea. And once again, you can go to oceanandsea.com or visit them on the check them out on Instagram at ocean and sea. So opening in back to the retail store, that's kind of, that's not really the typical path for a design and branding agency like yours. I mean, is that something you see as, as expanding in the future or is it just kind of something that's there? It, it truly is sort of the opposite way of how normal design studios go about, um, expansion. Typically you'll start with design services, then maybe do products. And I did it the opposite way. Part of that being when I started Ocean and CI, I had a full-time job. So it was a side hustle for the first few years. Hmm. And for that reason, and also just for the opportunity to kind of get my name out there, uh, apparel products were the easiest way to do that. But that's not an easy path. I've had some, I've had experience with, with apparel and products and whatever. And like, you know, some of that revolves around my relationship with JC Lopez, the founder of urban necessities. And I don't talk about that a lot on the show, but you know, that's a business that I've worked with over the last three years. I don't even know if you're familiar with who they are, but I mean, the, the Jay's famous in the sneaker industry. Uh, Urban Necessities is famous in the sneaker industry. And, you know, sometimes the the apparel stuff's a challenge, even with an audience that size and having a huge store in the fashion mall in Vegas. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, selling apparel is hard. I think a lot of people are like, hey, I'm going to start my own line. Like, for example, here underneath, and I'm like Superman, I'm breaking (laughs) out the Respect the Hustle shirt. Now, the funny thing is, is people ask me for these all the time. Right. They're like, where do I buy one of those? I'm like, you don't. But I've had people come up to me. I was at a barbecue like two weeks ago and or whenever. And some dude comes up to me and he's like, I recognize you because of your shirt. That's I'm awesome. Like, okay. But cool. it's weird because that becomes part of your brand as well. But selling this stuff, at first when I printed them, I was like, yeah, maybe people like to buy these. Not then. I could probably sell some now. But then, well, uh, yeah. So would you like attribute your path for that of selling, you know, merchandise 
based off the perfect storm of like Kansas City Pride booming at that point? I think that helped quite a bit. Um, and I was, again, in the right place at the right time mm -hmm. with the right product. But going back to Matt's point, as far as like the difficulty of product, that's actually one of the reasons why I'm not continuing the path of being product only. Right. I don't want to play that game. You know, yeah. well, it's hard because yeah. you, you make something and you're hoping that people are going to like it, buy it, want it, mm -hmm. use it, care. I have, I constantly Forever. people yeah. come up and say, you know, all right, you've started a successful, you know, clothing company and, you know, do design and branding. Like what can, what advice you could give me to like get my t-shirt company going. And Every single time I almost want to say like, don't, don't, don't do a t-shirt company. Yeah. I mean, it financially, it's one of the most difficult avenues to yeah. take. That's my point. Profitability. Well, that's my point. So, yeah. I mean, and that's like something now that said, if you get it right, it can go well. But I mean, let's be realistic, man. Like everyone's doing a t-shirt line. It's incredibly saturated. You are. I mean, I did <laughs> and I didn't. I really just like bought these, like printed these because I had said this so often, so many times. I was like, yeah. all right, whatever. And, and here's the deal. I mean, this sure. wasn't a huge investment. I think I, I think our, our entire print run of these was like 60. That's not bad. No, I mean, yeah. it was like, and, and largely, I mean, they were given away to people like that was the intent, but you know. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just, it's one of those things where I, I love fashion and I love creating these products, but I'm in the game of scaling. And, yeah. and for me, we're in the Midwest. So if you're not a hundred percent sports related and clothing, you don't stand a chance for long-term success. Interesting. Period. It's <laughs> a good point. It's Except, a really good point. Well, I, now when you say sports related though, they, um, who is it? The, the Charlie Hustle folks, they've done exactly. all right, but that's, they've, but in some ways it is. And in the KC, the letters K and C are often placed on things here locally and mm -hmm. they eh, usually pretty closely resemble what the Royals use. Yeah. Yeah. And, but they do and they don't. And then sometimes that stuff does well and sometimes it doesn't. Absolutely. And I, I should clarify, I'm talking about like strictly t-shirts, say like, uh, you know, a bald one success story is much different because they're in a different demographic, yeah. but printed t-shirts kind of that basic market is so use the example Chiefs of baldwin that, that, is that a local brand uh oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they're from they're from and here matt baldwin was actually my original mentor when i was I a teenager okay i used to oh. come from the piano business way back in the day and baldwin's a very well-known line of pianos oh yeah so when i saw the i they have a store somewhat it's near the apple store in leawood i Absolutely. think they still have one there do they yep Okay. So, but yeah, selling, so selling fashion clothes and stuff like that, it's tough. It's tough. And you have to operate on a really high margin you do. because you're going to also have a lot of stuff that people In, don't buy. Yeah. People don't buy. Yeah. What are you going to do? I truly, I don't try to be discouraging to people, but I want to. You're going to be realistic, realistic at the same time though. Yeah. Business of scaling. Okay. So back to branding and, and stuff like that. So what, are you able to share some, some wins like some things, even if you don't name the client, like what are some things that you've done or experienced that have helped someone's brand go boom? Well, I feel like we're in the short term experience of like servicing clients at this point. So our stories are very much at chapter one, two, maybe three at most. And so we haven't really got some of those like bigger stories, but I have been doing branding for 10, 15 years. And uh, I would say recently I was able to do one of the probably cooler uh, branding projects I've 
I've ever been able to do on a national scale. I um, partnered with uh, Barkley and did the uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters branding, and um, that big, that yeah. was put out on a national level. So that was probably the most exposure. Barkley meaning who's Barkley? Um, Barkley, uh, they're an ad agency at okay. Crossroads. About, okay, sure, sure. Yeah, they're they're a, a I would say like large considered our market, um, but um, yeah, at the time partnered with them, did that and. <laughs> <laughs> taking pictures <laughs> yeah selfie time they're, they're, the by the way they're laughing because i gave johnny our our creative director the finger Which nobody will i'm trying to like i'm trying to like at, not just have the same picture over and over again because i'm usually here sitting in front of a microphone wearing a t-shirt that says respect, respect the hustle people. yeah yeah so i gotta mix it up folks Anyway, all right. So, all right. So, get to work on a national level. Now, there's when it comes to branding, there's a completely different approach to um, to niche from niche things to mainstream things from local to national, and that's another thing that I think we should address for people. I think when you start, all right. So, if you go back to those classic business books like uh, the Seven Habits of blah 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 blah. They do give you some, yeah, well, I mean, Highly come on. people? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, maybe. It, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. It's like authors not giving respect to other authors. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry you've sold like 8 million books and I haven't. Anyway, <laughs> but you know, the seven habits and some of these different things, but and, you know, I say blah, 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 because there's a lot of that stuff out there. But I think really in the end, like some of these things are so right. You have to begin with that end result in mind. And that's a, and that's a thing with brands that can be kind of tricky. So, and we'll use an example here. So let's say I'm a Kansas City business. I might just because that's where I started, I might be like, Casey, this, this, that. Well, that's okay as a brand if I only plan on dominating in KC. Yeah. So you have to give some some thought to that. And I would imagine that that's something that comes up in some of your meetings. Like, are you just yeah. planning on being a local, like, are you here right. and that's it? Or are you going somewhere else? Cause they, I mean, unless you're like Kansas city masterpiece barbecue or something like that, like and a good example is so here if we're famous for our barbecue in Kansas city, Oklahoma Joe's is one of the most famous Kansas city barbecues. Yeah. They literally changed well, their name, Kansas city, which yeah. by <laughs> the way was risky. It was because mm -hmm. they were really well known. And you also talk about the merch they sell and different stuff. So they made a really ballsy move, but yeah. they didn't have anybody from Oklahoma. Just the way it started. Right. It's kind of the name. But then all of a sudden they're like, but this is where we're dominating. So they change your name to Joe's Kansas City. It's, it's a double-edged sword. I always recommend that people not adopt a local mentality because it's short-minded. Yeah, you don't if know what could happen. If, if it takes off, if you want to franchise, say, your company, and you didn't plan that originally, and you're X and X KC, that's your name, well, you're just limited, and you have to sort of rebrand at that point. So just it's a little short-sighted, and you can be proud that you're in Kansas City. Maybe put that in your bio and tell, tell right. everyone all the great things, but maybe not your name. But that said, if you're like – I mean, if you feel that your local area is only going to be that, you can pick up some brand recognition because of your locale. But if you have bigger, broader plans, like – having your city name or moniker or anything like that in there is uh, limiting. Yeah. And then there's some other things too. So, and I don't know what the story is with this, but there was a local, um, there's a, a car wash near me that was called green lantern. Yeah. And they changed their name 
And they, and I have a feeling they shaped the facts around this because I have a feeling they were told to cease and desist using the term Green, Green Lantern, Lantern, which is right. probably uh, quite copyrighted by Marvel. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, kind of a well-known thing. And then all of a sudden, they I don't even know what their new name Me is. Either. They changed colors and everything. They changed everything. <laughs> and, they, and now the thing is, is they have, a, I think they have a lot of locations. The signs that you put on buildings... They're freaking expensive people. Mm. Like if you have, if you ever want to open a retail store and you, you are going to be shocked at how much money it's going to cost to hang that sign. So, and that's an example of branding. I really don't know what happened with that, but I have a feeling that had something to do with it. So it's now it's like Dave's car wash or something like that. Classic. Yeah. But (laughs) so there's some things that now, okay. When it comes to copyrights or trademark infringement, infringement, I mean, Dave is pretty broad, yeah. so you could probably get away with it, but you also have to give some some thought to like Green Lantern. You gotta know. You have to. Like for real, that'd be Google. like me. That'd like, be like me calling us like Superman web developers. Yeah. And then we go, and then we're like, all of a sudden, we now we have like five thousand employees, and like, you know, well, they're cracking down. Yeah. And, and that's why you should hire someone who knows what they're doing with design right. and marketing, mm-hmm. because again, going to signs, you spend ten, thirty, fifty thousand dollars on one single sign, and mm-hmm. realize you have a trademark infringement. Yep. You know how much. That would have gone as far as creative services go far, yeah. far if you're smart. Yeah. So I, like I look at the car washer like that in that particular example, they had to redo their signs. They had to do their redo everything. Everything. I mean, yeah. literally, like you're talking the print and the building, all of it, all of it. It's, if if you're not even getting sued at that point, that's a loss. Yeah. And then another thing too is like, what did Green Lantern ever even have to do with a car wash? I mean, I, call I'm it, not call anyone, it a big Marvel fan. <laughs> call it drippies or something like that. I mean, I don't know anything. Like, I, I can't really say. Anything I mean, the on only that. thing that would have been worse would have been call it Aquaman. Yeah. Oh, Aqu- that, that would have been great. Oh. It would have been great, but then it would have clearly been problematic. Yeah. So, and we're we're back at Nautica. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good. And we're back. And we're back. And we're, we're back. back at the ocean and the sea. Which, by the way, is nowhere anywhere near Kansas City. Yeah, that's why I can't really say much on the car wash because yeah. my name's Ocean and Sea. Well, but at the same time, that's not like. I mean, well, that would be like if you called yourself Ocean Pacific Branding. True. That would have not yeah. probably gone over that well. I mean, there's clearly a brand in that regard. So, <laughs> did this start in LA? It did not. Okay, because you mentioned LA earlier, and you hear Ocean and Sea. Yeah, so because uh, because once again, for those of you listening outside of Kansas City, we're nowhere near nowhere the ocean near. or the we're sea. We are about no. <laughs> we are about as landlocked as you get. Yeah, and and that's actually the irony that we heavily <clears throat> lean in towards. Uh, one of the ways we've done that is we actually built a life size uh, trailer, thirty feet by ten feet of our sailboat icon. Not it doesn't hmm. float. It, it it hitches up to our branded van and we take it up to uh pop-up shops festivals uh but it's the most ridiculous thing ever we did a kickstarter successfully to to raise the funds and we love the irony of being completely landlocked and nautical which by the way ocean and sea is based on my last name o'shaughnessy that's right so he did point that out i know it shows you how long my memory lasts (laughs) speaking of branding there's something that i think is branded really quite well it's mixtape the game mixtape Oh yeah, and it's uh, you know mixtapethegame.com. That's Digital, a buddy of mine, the Joel Johnson. Joel Johnson yeah, so we're partners in this with Joel. Yeah, so I we love, love Joel. Joel, and we're gonna play mixtape now. Oh boy, a great card. So I'm gonna read a scenario, 
we're all going to pick a song and then we're going to vote for you as the best one. You cannot vote for yourself. What song have you memorized in hopes that one day the lead singer will die tragically, of course, and maybe too young where the band will hold tryouts and you will be picked to take their place. Oh man. And if, if it's more palatable for you, the lead singer may retire rather than die. Thanks. That might be <laughs> Don't better. Don't wish that on somebody. Well, I know. I know. It's, yeah. That's a difficult one. That is difficult. I'm going to actually use Mark Wahlberg's fictional character where he already replaces the lead singer who got kicked out in Rockstar, and I want to be the singer of Steel Dragon, be, yeah. the fictional band. Can, um, yeah. Ooh. I'm going to pick Interpol because if I sang in a band, that would, would be want the it. only vocal <clears throat> like tone that I think I could hit. And yes. I mean, honestly, I am still hoping that Humphreys McGee wants a seventh, so a seventh, a seventh member. Well, but it's, I can't wish for any of my rock, compliment. I can't ask for any of my rock star heroes to die it's or really retire. Great, if you retired, it would be okay. I mean, I'm not secretly <laughs> hoping for Brendan to retire yeah. so I can replace him. I would probably have to go with Fleetwood Mac because Stevie Ooh. Nicks is like. You just want to be Stevie Nicks? Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Do I have to pick someone that's not fictional? Yes. Ooh, I know. Sublime. Oh, there we go. Okay. I would have, I would have loved to have replaced Brad after his, he is untimely He's, death. Yeah. Um, they picked someone yeah. else. Did you audition? No, I oh, didn't get the call. I didn't even get the call. What? I, Hey, but it, I'll tell Don't you Don't wait for the call, Matt. <laughs> I was practicing <laughs> a lot, that. a lot, a lot for Voice singing, for singing. Yeah. All right. So we got to vote. You picked just, you picked Interpol and you're going with Stevie Nicks mm -hmm. and I picked Sublime. So now we got to vote. You guys are kind of making it tough because I'm not a fan of either one of your selections. You're not? No, not really. Not a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. Why? Because I'm a dude. Oh. If we're being honest. Didn't mean to sound sexist. <laughs> I was like, that's a little true. sexist. <laughs> I mean, it is, but I mean, do you, I mean, I, I get it, but honestly. But it's like, fair. I mean, that's like yeah. saying, like, I don't listen to a lot of Madonna or JoJo Siwa. I listen oh, to Jojo way, I listen to no, way I more Jojo no Siwa. Who that oh, I listen to a lot of Jojo Siwa. Yeah. I have a daughter. Yeah. So right. I'm picking Brendan. Sorry. I'm picking Brendan too. Oh, boom. There you he go. Wins. Well, you want to fire the money gun? Yeah. Yeah. All right. The gold or red? The gold or... All right. So we'll keep Locked talking. So we're talking about the brand and, and whatever. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, Dang, it worked on the first try. You did, we're going to get some video of you. Yeah. So. Fire away, Captain. There you uh, go. I feel like there's totally more in there than that. You might want to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh it the money gun <laughs> fail. He shook the money gun and then, oh, you broke it. You're I broke out. it. Uh, and, fail. You're off the show. Man. <laughs> well, we'll be back with another show tomorrow where someone else might successfully fire the money gun. We won't be back tomorrow. I've never well, seen so much We won't be so back tomorrow, but the listeners life. will be. Yeah. She's saying that because it's Friday here. Yeah. So, all right. So let's do a little recap. But I guess it'll be Monday here. Yeah. It's always, it's always, it's always, it's always, it's always Friday always here at Startup day. Hustle. So, and by the way, um, we were talking about branding and then looking at the Supreme Money Guns. Is there prob Is there anybody on a more like an indie level? Like, obviously, you have the Nikes, the Adidas's, these megacorps. But man, Supreme, you want to talk about branding, like literally has managed to put their name on or partner with anybody, anybody in anything and then take the price up four times. And not only is it 
hot, it sells out and then resales later for even more in some cases. I mean, it's just a brilliant story of branding executed in the best way possible. And I actually have a soft spot for Supreme just because skateboarding, that's Mm -hmm. what I've done throughout my entire life. And, you know, I just just like overpriced, (laughs) unnecessary, expensive shit. Hey, yeah. that, there's uh, yeah. nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I, I love expensive stuff too. Yeah. I mean, it's not even that. It's just sometimes it's just, to, it, it's just for purposes it's just playing of like... the game. And that's what... Because why not? Dude, no, I respect the hustle. Like, yeah. I'm like... Yeah. I mean, I, I, ha- I didn't like spend $300 on a brick that says Supreme on it, but I'm not saying I wouldn't. I just don't... Yeah. I haven't really... Well, we did see one at the, at the store in Vegas when I went there with Watts. That's and, amazing. I mean, I have a, I have a bunch of stuff by Supreme, but I like it. I like it when they make the stuff that, well, it, it's got some, it, it's got some flavor, you know, like, yeah. and I wish I'd worn that. I have like the world's ugliest casino shirt by Supreme <laughs> made out of rayon and it, I wish I'd worn it. Me too. I'm, I'm going to wear it more often. My wife you keeps saying that. My wife hates it. <laughs> <laughs> like she thinks it's the ugliest shirt in the world. And that's like, yeah, now you know why I bought it. Yeah. But I mean, you didn't want to talk about branding and doing some other stuff. So as we kind of round out, let's, let's go back over some of the tips we talked about. Like, I mean, I, you know, we, we gave you a little bit of insight about your brand and how like your logo, your presence and some of these things really make a, you know, really make an impression. If you don't have a brand yet, you've got to take a slightly different approach while you're building one. Am I correct? Absolutely. Right. And I mean, did you have any other comments? Like, Breland, what what do you like about a good logo or a brand? Like, what? Oh, that's good. Um, I like versatility. Like, being able to put it on, like, I see your stuff over here. It's like, can you put it on a keychain? Can you put it on yeah. a jersey? Can you put it on a t-shirt? Can you put it on a coffee cup? Can you put it on all these things and it look good and not look out of place? Um, simple. Do you have some kind of idea about what, what it, what it might do in some cases? Um we recently and i apologize for all my coughing lately i've been, it's been like, going on for a long time i know but it's it's just i have like the never-ending cough mm-hmm. um we recently had jenny in from cherry marketing and we were talking about some stuff about about brands and she had mentioned for example like on a business card there was a uh, a window cleaning company and it was a clear business card brilliant it made a lot of sense so and that, yes like yeah. yes makes a lot of sense so sometimes the, the, you know it's just that presentation or yeah. like your whole goal here is to have it be remembered it's kind of well that's the reason i started wearing gold shoes yeah because for a while as i was kind of working in my own personal brand it'd be like oh, you know the guy with the gold shoes that's fine hey if that's that what works. if you that's what made you. if that if, right <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what made you remember me. Then yeah. I did a good job. Yeah. And, and and I think that's where like, this is a good example of where like a designer or creative director really can help a client maybe rein back sometimes mm-hmm. of, Hey, I heard about this cool, like laser etching, you know, technique, let's do this thing on metal or blah, 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 blah. blah. And you'll, you'll just kind of get off the grid. And it's like, what does that have to do with you? So the glass or acrylic idea for the window cleaning company is perfect, but you know, for another company, it, would it wouldn't be make much sense for us. Yeah. yeah. So I think we get too kind of starstruck on these like techniques and capabilities now, and less on that strategy. And you got to pull back sometimes. Right. Right. Hmm. And then they're supreme. And they're supreme. supreme. Definitely not put holding it on back. Anything. Definitely not holding back or pulling back. They actually do put their brand on I, it's sometimes when I look at it, cause I get the weekly update from the Supreme store and I'll look through and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I get it I'm too. like, you guys are clearly just doing <laughs> this to out. like give the finger. Like I yeah. have a, I own a Supreme breathalyzer. 
Nice. It's on a keychain. I mean, it's oh, never. Uh, no. It's handy. I, well, it when it works, because <laughs> I'm positive that the last time I blew into it, it said point zero zero. It could not have been correct. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> could not have been correct. All right. So if you need if you need a little bit of help with your branding, you want to take a look at some of the different stuff that Ocean and Sea makes. You can go to oceanandsea.com. It's just like it sounds. It's got the word and in the middle. You can also go to at ocean and sea. If you want to learn more about what my business does, you can go to fullscale.io. We help you build stuff, stuff. online. Mm-hmm. I think that's about as as uh, least specific of a brand message, but we do a lot of different things. So I'm not going to yeah. get everyone uh, too fired up. Now we are at Fullscale KC, um, even though we have an office over the ocean and sea. You guys like what I did there yeah. uh, in the Philippines, but we are very much in Kansas City, and that's yeah. where where we'll stay. So you can also check us out there at uh, at Full Scale KC on the gram. Mm-hmm. Check out our branding. Make your comments. We're open. We want to hear what you have to say. And the podcast. And the Instagram. podcast. Yep. Startup yeah. Hustle Podcast. At Startup Hustle Podcast. At Startup Hustle. Did we podcast. say at Startup Hustle Podcast on Instagram? What? Where are we on Instagram Startup again? Puzzle Podcast. Startup Puzzle Podcast. Startup Puzzle Podcast. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> See you Startup guys. Startup Puzzle Podcast. <laughs> See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.